0: An unsurpassed, penetrating, and perfect dharma is rarely met with, even in a hundred thousand million kalpas. Having it to see and listen to, to remember and accept, I vow to taste the truth of the Tathagata's word.
1: Good evening. We have a lot on the people on the screen tonight who are not on camera, just there, just their conceptual framework We welcome all, however, good to see you all um I, I just want to keep
0: underlining this um, this thought that keeps coming up for me, that our practice is is uh, a true confidence, a faith, um, that we our true nature is Buddha nature and our practices to negotiate our lives uh, with that vision, uh, seeing with that light. And, um, and uh, Shinju Roberts in her book on being time says that when we have that uh, in our minds, when that is the the leading steps that we negotiate the world with, uh, that we can't help but act in a skillful way. So this is our practice, um, to to see Buddha nature in all things. And that's to see the, uh, the true nature, the one true nature, so that's to see unity. And that's, uh, uh, we also call that um, uh, non duality, not seeing separation, but just a uh, uh, 360 degree vision of Buddha nature, Buddha nature, Buddha nature. The, the whole works, inclusivity and wholeness, uh, seeing the one true nature. So, um, so I've got a few, I've got a few um, other Buddhist references to, to that that I want to bring up tonight, and and then um, and uh, and then uh, even some contemporary writers and Buddhist teachers. So, uh, Dogen. Frequently calls this state of clearly seeing Buddha nature in all things. He calls that the state of radiant light. And I think I've confessed to you before that uh, I like that image of uh, of uh, of just being. Engulfed in radiant light, it's kind of like a like the like the like the TV shows usually comedies usually comedies when someone dies and goes to heaven in a comedy, usually they're surrounded by blinding light, and uh, I kind of like that image, um, but it doesn't have to be that image. I, I know um, uh, I know, in Zen there's a strong pragmatic school uh, and maybe if we don't exactly feel ourselves engulfed in radiant light when we're on the cushion maybe we disregard those um, baroque the baroque ornamentation called radiant light but uh, but I think I think maybe we could more pragmatically call that radiant light you know this clear awareness of the Buddha nature that is, that is our true nature. That is the true nature of all phenomena. That, that, that's a little more pragmatic, and um, uh, so uh, Dogen, Dogen, um Dogen calls this uh, the brightness. That is utterly clear. Is the one hundred weeds, and that means that uh, everything, uh, every little weed, and uh, every little weed, every little every little sprout that's coming up through the sidewalk, that's nothing but Buddha nature. Much less um, the the people that we see as we walk down Pacific Avenue. Um, So he says, um, I, I, I like. Uh, the brightness that is utterly clear is the 100 weeds. This clear brightness, this clear, clear awareness is uh, nothing but uh, um, uh, the realization of Buddha nature and all things. And we can have confidence in that um, with our sitting when we're sitting in that stillness um and we've calmed down our thoughts our, our myriad thoughts which are also nothing but uh but that radiant light each each thought that might interrupt our quiet sitting is nothing but radiant light as well but maybe when we can sit quietly and and our thoughts are at a minimum um we um we don't say to ourselves, oh, this is oneness. But maybe when we get up off the cushion, we can say, you know, I felt pretty clear uh, for a little bit during that meditation. Suzuki Roshi says that's a little postcard from emptiness when we can get up from our meditation and we feel kind of nourished. And, uh, and we sort of say, you know, I, I, think, I, think, I think that was stillness that I um, experienced, that's a little postcard from emptiness. That's the, uh, the, the clear awareness, that's the radiant light. Um, again, Shinshu um, says in, in her, her book on, on being time, She says, radiant light is the continuous effort and teaching of all things. Uh, So uh, um, I I like that um, she takes it a little bit out of the passive mode Um, and she says, you know, all of, those, all of those sprouts coming out of the sidewalk are um, making an effort to show us Buddha nature in everything. Um, so that's, uh, that radiant light is the continuous effort and teaching of all things. Let me me tell you more of of, uh, what we found in our reading uh, of this Buddha nature. She says, uh, when we abide in that state of radiant light, seeing clearly the Buddha nature of all things, as our true nature, we naturally respond skillfully. I I told you I told you that before, and she quotes um, Dogen, in his fascicle. Uh, Dogen writes a an essay, conveniently called Radiant Light, and um. She she says. Uh, even, even though people had been carrying the radiant light within their heads, encountering it all the time, they did not practice it as their eyeballs. Thus, they did not clarify the shape and function of our radiant light. Um, Dogen wants us to know that. Um, that, that sometimes we can't always view the world 360 degrees as radiant light sometimes we're distracted but um, even that distraction is is radiant light um, uh, and uh, um, he reminds us that um, that we forget that it's with us that it, it's present all the time, um, just as, just as our, the faculty of seeing is with us. Uh, just like uh, having the confidence in our eyeballs that every time we wake up in the morning and open our eyes, we'll be seeing. Uh, uh, we don't doubt our eyeballs. We don't doubt our seeing. I, I, I know I don't see as well as I did a few years ago, I'm wearing glasses now, and um, but I still don't doubt my seeing. I've got real confidence in my eyeballs. I've got real confidence in in my in my seeing, and that's uh, Dogan wants us to know that um, that seeing clearly that this radiant light um, uh, we. can't, had been carried within our heads all the time, that it doesn't stop, uh, it's, it's there all the time. And, and, we, and we have to have that confidence that the myriad things, the 100 weeds, um, all phenomena um, is nothing but Buddha nature. Even though people had been carrying the radiant light within their heads and encountering it all the time, they still did not practice it as their own eyeballs. Um, and then sometimes I'm really, I'm really very grateful uh, for this faculty of seeing. Um, and uh, and uh, I, re- I, I remember again and again uh, that I've got confidence in my eyeballs and um, and I think I think when we can negotiate some of our day um, with uh, radiant light, we become pretty grateful for that. Oh, this is this is a really um, a very rewarding way to negotiate my life, to negotiate my driving. To negotiate going to the post office, to negotiate uh, uh, doing the yard work. This is really um, a very nurturing way to live, and it's just that little shift. It's that little shift. It's that remind. It's reminding ourselves again and again, and we certain certainly we we remind ourselves of that with our with our sitting. He talks about, um, he talks about uh, this light again, in another fascicle, Bendo uh, Wa, in that section that we chant, Jijuyu um, uh, Zamai, this self, um, what is that, what's a good translation of that? Self-employing, and self uh, self-receiving and self-employing samadhi, yu samai, really settling into the self and not only employing the self, but enjoying the self, enjoying the fullness of the self. So this is this is what Dogen says in that section. In stillness, this is a little different translation than, than what we chant. In stillness, which is our meditation, mind and object merge in realization and go beyond enlightenment. No duality, mind and object merge. We're just in that oneness of stillness. Thus, in this state of self-employing and self-enjoying samadhi, you engage the vast buddha activity the extremely profound and subtle buddha transformation grasses trees and lands that are that are embraced by this way of transformation together radiate a great light and endlessly expound the inconceivable profound dharma when when we have this radiant light guiding us throughout our day, the grasses, trees, tiles, and pebbles, he goes on, that are embraced by this light. Um, All all of the whole works uh, are radiating together their great light and endlessly expound the inconceivable profound dharma. This is what Shinshu what, what, uh, means when she says, um, um, the continuous effort and teaching of all things, showing us again and again, uh, their Buddha nature as we illuminate um, the 100 weeds, the 10,000 things with, um, with our own radiant light. So how do we how do we practice as if it were our own eyeballs how do we have the confidence that all things are showing us their buddha nature all the time and that we are radiating Buddha nature all the time. How do we know that as sure as we know that when we open our eyes in the morning, uh, we're going to be sighted, that we're going to be uh, uh, sighted. Um, We don't doubt our eyeballs. How How can we remove doubt that all things are showing us their Buddha nature? So uh Dogen just said um one way to increase our confidence in this is this practice of our meditation, our zazen, our self-receiving and employing meditation. Um uh, and we we practice it again and again. We practiced it for 30 minutes just before this talk. Uh, We can practice it at any time, wherever we are. Um, The Zen Center offers this this opportunity to to practice together three times a day. Um, It's it's the um, touchstone of, of our religion, this sitting down and practicing and growing our confidence to see the Buddha nature in all things. Um, And uh, we we do this so that we'll know it in our bones. Uh, Another reference to how we embody this practice. We know it like, like we trust our eyeballs. We know it because it's deep in our bones. Um, What did, uh, what did uh, Dogen say? Um, Radiant light is within our heads all the time. So there's a real embodiment of this trust. It's not just a good idea that we carry around uh, or that we've studied that we can uh, uh, uh so that we'll know the 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 answer on a test uh, this is something that's in our bones that that we embody that we that we know well uh and we know that this pro this this practice is about our body you know we we sit in a in a posture um uh, it's embodied in this posture um what we we bow and chant together with our bodies. Um, in one of uh, in one of Catherine Thames's lectures, she said um, that the prostrations that we do, you know, what better way to engage this entire body and mind uh, in practice than to do a prostration? Uh, so so this practice is all about embodiment and what we're embodying is the is the confidence of buddha nature in ourselves and in the in the 10,000 things
1: the brightness
0: that is utterly clear is the 100 weeds, is the 10,000 things." Um, I've been trying to keep my my tablet glowing, just for another reference. Um, in the Avatamsaka Sutra, uh, uh, which is about 10,000 pages long, let me tell you, um, uh, there's this nice section called uh, uh, "Manifestation of the Tathagata" uh, in in chapter 37 of 50 uh, some chapters, but uh, it it says it it says it in another way, but pretty much the way Dogen says the the Buddha the truly awake one becomes manifest by means of infinite phenomena. We know the Buddha by just the infinite phenomena all around us. More than a hundred weeds, more than 10,000 things, uh, the avatamsaka in its, in its um, ornateness, in its um, uh, flower ornamentation, says we know we know uh the buddha is all around us because of the infinite things uh, wherever our eyes land so it's so central it's so central to our to our practice and it's embodied Uh, we practice it with our bodies the whole works Last night, um, uh, we read In the Way of Tenderness by by Zenju Earthlin Manuel. Um, She says, my bones know the absolute life, unencumbered by labels, perceptions, and appearances. My bones she says, Know the absolute life. And, and, and I, I'm taking that to mean know the, the oneness of all beings, the oneness of 10,000 things, the, the oneness of infinite things. She knows um, that the color of her skin, her gender, her sexuality is nothing but. Oneness and Buddha nature. Um, she uh, uh, and that Buddha nature is not distorted the way that we can think of race, um, the way that we can think of gender, the way that we can think of sexuality, the labels that we might put on. Um, uh, Zenju says, "In my bones, I know the absolute life." that is unencumbered by labels and the possibility of distortion. And and that's what she's um, writing about. That's what she's teaching. Those are the efforts of her teaching in her book,
1: The Way of Tenderness.
0: I've just written again, but when we know Buddha nature in our bones, when we don't doubt the Buddha nature of all phenomena, we naturally act skillfully. And in Buddhism, this acting skillfully means the actions of Buddha, um, uh, the actions that are in accord and in harmony with the 10,000 things. When we know this in our bones, we act in accord. we act in harmony and, and um, uh, we certainly know when we're driving in harmony and we certainly can remember when we're just a, in a little bit too much of a hurry and maybe we're not driving in harmony. Maybe we're hoping, maybe we maneuver from one lane to the other so that we won't slow down, so that we will benefit our our, um, egos with a little extra step in the highway of our lives. Uh, So sometimes we don't always uh, remember, but as... as, um, as Dogen pointed out, even the not remembering is Buddha nature. Um, and uh, uh, when we can finally rest with our hands in the ten and two position, and say, you know, I didn't need, to, I didn't need to hurry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there um, in good time. Uh, we we're, we're back remembering in our heads and in our bodies and in our bones um, that, that uh, Buddha nature is always there. Uh, I was reminded of uh, the, the inaugural poem by Amanda Gorman uh, uh, almost a year ago. Um, the young woman who read her poem, The Hill We Climb. I'm just reading the first and the last lines. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? And she ends with, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Uh, I mean, I think when she read the poem, she was barely out of her teens, and, but it sounds like uh, like she's been studying uh, meditation, Zen Buddhism, uh, uh, for many lifetimes. Uh, She even has this intuitive uh, image of of radiant light. We ask ourselves, where is this light? She starts out and then she ends with, but there's always light. I mean, that's just what Dogen says. There's always light. If only we were brave enough to see it. If only we were brave enough to be it. uh uh the definition of of uh, the gifts uh, uh, the the definition of our of being a bodhiha, Bodhisattva um, uh, is that is that we uh, practice fearlessness. Um, and so this fearlessness is the bravery to see the world um with with our, Radiant light um, headlamps, uh, and uh, and and Amanda Gorman goes beyond that and says uh, uh, we also have to be brave enough to realize that we are this radiant light as well. So she's uh, inadvertently or not she's she's quoting she's quoting Dogan. Um, uh, and his fascicle radiant light, um, I'm also reminded of a of a talk that i heard um that i heard uh, from uh, uh, Santa Cruz's own uh, reverend Deborah lee um, she gave a talk uh, uh, at the Science and Non-Duality Conference, um, SAND, Uh, they do that conference every year over in San Jose. and It's been online uh, now uh, for the last couple of years, of course, but this was a few years ago. I heard her give this talk and it was titled something like The Non-Duality of Social Action. And I, I immediately, you know, pricked up my ears um, and, uh, and she said that uh, we have to remember that things like voting rights in America uh, is about inclusivity and wholeness and wholeness. Um, uh, it means that nobody is separated out so that they can't vote that all people are given the right to vote. It includes everyone. It's the whole of the adult population, that's wholeness. And our support of voting rights, I'm I'm using that as an example. Um, Our support of, of voting rights is our remembering that wholeness is everywhere, that this inclusivity for voting rights is all the time, um, and that sometimes we forget. Maybe, maybe sometimes those states that are limiting uh, voting rights now, limiting the activity of voting, maybe they're forgetting uh, this radiant light that is, that is everywhere. But, but, uh, but even that radiant light is, is part of the wholeness. Even that forgetting is part of the wholeness. And that's how we engage with uh, the efforts now to make sure that all people can, can, uh, can vote in every election with, with ease, uh, without... Without encumbrance, without hindrance, and and, uh, and and that just to end that that, that reminded me too of Thich Han, who who said uh, you know you can't go to a peace march with with anger in your heart, uh, you have to go to a peace march with peace in your heart. You can't be angry at the president, you can't be angry at the government. You have to you have to support peace. The way we meditate with wholeness, he called. He called peace marches. He called them walking meditations. Um, so, uh, so this is this is how we practice our radiant light, not just as a special state um, that um, that uh, ornaments our stillness in the zendo, but our radiant light is how we. Negotiate the world with wholeness um, and
1: wholeheartedness. So,
0: thank you very much, Zenju, and Reverend Deborah Lee, and and uh, Amanda Gorman, and Dogan, for the continuous effort in your teaching. So maybe now we'll have, um, uh, uh, Barbara's reminding me of the, the chant at the end. Uh, we'll have a few announcements and then we can have uh, some more discussion. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow
1: to become it. Thank you, Patrick. Starting off our new year.